Hello and welcome to Hardcover Hose, a long-distance book club where two book lovers express their feelings on their book of the moment via podcast. I am one half of your host, Sam Dixon. And I am Sammy Skorstad. Together we have come through book talk, combined our to-be-read lists, and now we intend to make our way through them one book at a time. We'd love for you to come along with us and join the discussion. The book of the moment for today's episode is Conversations with Friends by Sally Rooney. Just a forewarning for those of you listening, this is not a spoiler-free zone. We will be discussing this book in all of its glory, which of course includes revealing the ending. Sally Rooney is an Irish author and screenwriter. She has published three novels, Conversations with Friends, 2017, Normal People, 2018, and Beautiful World, Where Are You, 2021. Normal People was adapted into a 2020 television series by Hulu, RTE, Screen Island, and the B and the BBC. Sorry, excuse me. It's okay. Too much gin happening. <laughs> um, Rooney's work has garnered critical acclaim and commercial success, and she is regarded as one of the foremost millennial writers. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> Before we jump into discussing our own thoughts and feelings regarding the book, I'm going to go ahead and read the blurb on the back of the book for the sake of contextualizing it. Quote, Francis is a 21. It, blip, blip, blip. Okay. Well, <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Francis is 21 years old, cool headed and darkly observant. A college student and aspiring writer, she devotes herself to a life of the mind and to the beautiful and endlessly self-possessed Bobby, her best friend and comrade in arms. Lovers at school, the two young women now perform spoken word poetry together in Dublin, where a journalist named Melissa spots their potential. Drawn into Melissa's orbit, orbit, I feel like I mean, Francis is reluctantly impressed by the older woman's sophisticated home and tall, handsome husband. Private property, what? Private yeah. property, Francis believes, <laughs> is a cultural evil. And Nick, a board actor who never quite lived up to his potential, looks like the patriarchy made flesh. But however amusing their flirtation seems at first, it gives way in- to a strange intimacy neither of them expect. As Francis tries to keep her life in check, her relationships increasingly resist her control. With Nick, her difficulty and unhappy father, and finally even with Bobby. Desperate to reconcile herself to the desires and vulnerabilities of her body, Frances's intellectual certainties begin to yield to something new, a painful and disorienting way of living from moment to moment. <sighs> Without any further ado, let's get into it. <laughs> um, so you picked this one. I picked it because the show's coming out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't put this on me. Uh, well, I, I'm just going to say it now. I have no desire to ever read another Sally Rooney book. Okay. I hated normal people. Sorry, here's an um, unpopular opinion corner with Sam. Um, I just didn't like it. I think it was way overhyped, and then I read it, and I was like, this is the most boring waste of four hours of my life, and I'm never going to get that time back. back. Yeah. Like, I still haven't even watched the show, which I know is better. Like, I know it's better than the book. See, that's but, the thing, is yeah. I didn't read the book. I only watched the show. Yeah, I just and, hate everything about normal people, so I can't yeah. bring myself to watch it yet. Yeah, I will eventually, I'm sure. That, but that show emotionally fucking destroyed me. I was sobbing, like full, like heavy sobs. So, um, did you? Uh, again, I went into this one blind. I only know that um, Joe Alwyn is in the Joe show. Joe Alwyn is in the show. Exactly. That's it. Um, <laughs> that, and knowing that he's probably Nick, right? Like, yep, he's Nick. And now I'm like. Ugh. Really? <laughs> like, oh, come on. <laughs> like I think I think I probably 
would watch the show if I hadn't read the book. But I just don't know if I can bring myself to watch the show even with Joelwyn in it. I I'm just, so excited for the show. Really? Yeah. I just absolutely despised everything that happened in this novel. Like, I think it had I some told good you that. spots. I know. You literally texted me because I was like, I'm starting the book. And you were like, it's insufferable. <laughs> you, I literally said, I'm like, you're really not going to like this book. And you said, I, you like responded to that. And you go, I predict nothing is going to happen. And I said, the things that are yep. going to happen, you are not going to like at all. And you were 100% correct. Yeah. Um, we also would like to preface that this is an intoxicated episode. Yeah. Um, so my hot takes are going to be steaming, okay? Also, trigger warnings. Yes. We've got self-harm. We got um, all the good ones tonight. Some So self-harm, adultery. Um, yeah. Uh, suicidal I, I, thoughts. Suicidal thoughts. Sexual grooming? assaults. Grooming. Yeah. yeah. I, I was like on the fence about grooming because she, she was like 20 uh it's it's how old is he like 33 though he's 31 or 32 okay yeah okay still eh. yeah yeah it was it was iffy it 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 got me a little bit so she was she was 37 melissa so yeah she was older than nick even so that was sorry it was odd vibes um yeah what else alcoholism yeah alcoholism endometriosis oh yeah if fertility problems fertility um, um um toxic relationships yeah just some really toxic <laughs> shit i don't know <laughs> that's what sally rooney does though she just she's like let's traumatize all of these characters and let them try to figure out how to like love again y- yeah 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 um so i went in this with an open mind i want to put that out there because <laughs> I was like, I know I don't like Sally Rooney from Normal People, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe this one's different and better. I like went so far as to like I got my annotation stuff out, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm really gonna like try to be open about maybe liking this one. Mm-hmm. Um, spoiler alert: I didn't. Oh, <laughs> but I I found myself really truly tabbing the shit out of this book though because yeah. I decided to pick so my usual tabbing system um for new listeners is like things I liked in one color uh plot points or important things or forecast for, forecasting foreshadowing forecasting yeah forecasting. same thing uh yeah in another color and then like my absolute favorite lines and I pick like three for the podcast purposes right right this time I had those ones obviously but I also then, had uh, things that I related to in a painful way. Yes. <laughs> and then I had uh, things I absolutely hated. Oh, my God. Okay. So I don't have a very organized having system. <laughs> but right off the bat, I chose a color. And I think I kind of forgot the color throughout the book. Because I like I finished it in one day, but I picked it up and like or I, I put it down and picked it back up again like and there was like a three hour gap and I think I just okay. kind of forgot the colors I was doing for things yeah but before we started recording like 15 minutes ago or whatever I went through all my tabs and I was like oh it is actually kind of consistent I chose what the fuck moments <laughs> okay yeah um I chose oh shit that's me okay okay yeah um and like lines i liked or like that's relatable like kind Mm -hmm. of like relatable like oh okay that made me think and then um and then like beyond the what the fuck was 
sh- like lines that made me actually close the book and make me want to like throw it across the room. <laughs> okay, I, I like that. It was funny because like I was reading downstairs and okay. so my mom and sister were around and they saw a couple of my reactions and they're like, what were, what, <laughs> what are, are you, you reading? reading? <laughs> yeah, literally. And they're like, why are you like closing it and like huffing and puffing? And I'm like, because <laughs> I'm angry. It's pissing me off so much. Oh, that is so funny. I, um, I told you I started it last night. I really only read like 20 pages. Um, yeah. And then today I was like, okay, I'm, I found like some bootlegged audio version <laughs> of it on YouTube that was like eight Amazing. hours and I could turn it on to speed two and make it four hours. Right. I was like, bet. It was horribly done. Um, but I'll take it. It worked because then I yeah. got to listen to it while I was working today. And at almost like every, I don't know, 100 pages or so, I was like, truly, if I didn't have this audio book to listen to while I'm being paid to work, I I would have DNF'd. And honest to God, if we weren't doing it for the podcast, I would have DNF'd. So I was like, I'm going to hold, you know, I'm going to hold myself. I'm going to try to finish. I I mean, obviously, I'm going to finish because we're going to record about it, right? But, like, I was kind of spitefully finishing it Mm -hmm. Um, because it was like there's no redeeming thing that's going to happen that's going to make me go, this was a five-star read. (laughs) <laughs> oh no, yeah. I think I was hate reading it for sure. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was like, hate reading it. And it was like the thing I obviously I finished it in one day. I was like yeah. it was very much um I didn't want to put it down because I did want to know what was going to happen. I'm like, okay, what fucked up shit is gonna happen? Like yeah. how more is she going to suppress her emotions or lash out at the people who care about her or whatever? Like all of that shit. I'm like, okay, I did want to know. Yeah. So I like I don't think I would have DNF'd it. Okay. But like I You wouldn't also... have just Googled the ending? <laughs> no. <laughs> I would have. I, I would have. I was close. You know bro. what's I was you know like, man, can't I just do a summary? You know what's bizarre too? I didn't even look at the trailer for this until I don't know why. I I think because I had done I've like I ruined myself for normal people mm-hmm. because I just like jumped into watching the show right yeah. when it came out. And the show destroyed, like, the, the show actually, like, resonated with me a little bit. And I, I was like, how different it was from the book. I'm curious. I think it was, um, I don't know, Sally Rooney, I think, like, I don't know if this is the same for normal people, but it's like Sally Rooney, at least with what I observed reading this book, it's like, it's very cold and matter of fact. And yeah. just kind of like, this is what happened. This is what happened. This is what I thought. This is what I was thinking. This is how I process things. This is yeah. what was going on. And like, I don't know. And normal people was a lot like just read between the lines of motion. I think. Okay. Which, and like, I don't know if that's how the book was, but the show, it was like the dialogue a lot of times was awkward but in a very like realistic way but it was so much of what you felt came from like body language facial expressions and like the Uh. scenery and the way it was filmed and Mm. everything like that like it was very artistic in that sense yeah and so it's like it the way i don't i guess the coldness of it yeah didn't come off quite as cold in the show so the book is cold. The book, it felt almost exactly the same as Conversations with Friends. Okay, writing, okay, yeah. The writing and the way the characters think. That's why, like, I don't remember the guy's name in Normal People. Connell. but Connell. That's why, I like, fucking he's, adore I hate Connell. him. And I hate him. <laughs> like, 
No, he's so hateable in the books, dead ass. Like he's horrible, and Marianne is like so nice, and deserves way better. Also, is the Marianne in conversations with the friends? The same I was Marianne? wondering. I was wondering. I don't know, but if not, then is it like really Sally Rooney can't find another name? Yeah. So true. I feel like it has to be right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Did Marianne live in New York for a while? Wait, which and... one came out first? Conversations with friends. Conversations with friends. Yeah. So maybe. And that was like the Easter egg between people we meet yeah. on vacation and beach read. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I need another beverageino. Go get a beverageino. Hold on. Okay. okay. Anyways. Anyways. <clears throat> Anyways. Oh, you know what I forgot to look up? I was gonna look up. What? Um, why does yeah. Sally Rooney hate quotation marks? Oh, I hate her. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> this was does so insufferable. I don't know. It's definitely 100% because it is not common and she wants that to be her standout writing style. That's and like I know white person thing. It Fuck. really is, but it does work, right? Like she yeah. like I hate to admit that it works, but it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um you know what else I, I hate it does? It. Makes everything like it's kind of very Virginia Woolf. Yeah. Which is like the stream of consciousness writing. <laughs> Not to get Wait, all. Wait, this is somebody. I just googled Sally literature. Rooney quotation marks, and mm-hmm. one of the things under. Do why do Irish writers not use quotation marks? Is that a thing? I don't think so. What are they learning in Irish? Some say that writing without quotation marks is more elegant, and claim it actually makes it easier for the reader. I no, disagree. thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather uh, not. Um, better not. Um, <laughs> what I noticed though is. When right and like I knew this was her writing style like before mm-hmm. I went right. into this it's book. It's a meme. It's a meme. It's a thing. Like you know, readers know. But I so often um just jump to where I see quotation marks and I read the dialogue. I and know. I, and I, <laughs> I was thinking about you. I forget the. I do not read the other stuff, and so. But the thing is, is like even the indentations. Like she does indentations for like quite a lot of dialogue, but she also does dialogue in the middle of fucking paragraphs. And, and she'll so, do not only that, but she'll change speaker. In in, in the paragraph. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. He said <laughs> this, and then I responded this, like within the same fucking sentence, and it's like, uh. So I think I actually read every single word of this book. <laughs> And I don't like I can't say that. Is for... that like a first? <laughs> yes, probably. That's really interesting, actually. I was thinking about you because I know you do that sometimes, and I was feeling yeah. like I wanted to do that desperately, but yeah. it was impossible. You can't um, do it. No, it's really infuriating. <laughs> I wanted I was just like, oh my god. I bet somebody could resell her novels. Like, having just, like, added quotation marks. (laughs) Dude, make bank. Um, Literally, just, like, an additional, like, $5 charge. Deadass. Deadass. I will will write in the quotation marks by hand. Yep, exactly. No, that's so funny. Like, I just couldn't, I, I just can't with that. But I think I had an easier time with it since I listened to a very poorly recorded audiobook version right, of it. Right, right. Because at least it was like somebody's making the the differentiation between, you know, the... Speaker and narration. Speaker and narration, and, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like, that's fine. But then I would go to, like, mark something, and I'd be like, where the fuck is this? Because I can't tell where, the, <laughs> where the, the dialogue is. It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Make it God stop. damn it. I'm in pain. Um, <sighs> 
but I was I was shocked that I marked the shit out of this one because I was like, but it was mostly I, out of anger. Yeah, no, that's what I posted on our Instagram last yeah. night. Like I finished it and I was literally like, I don't think I've marked another book so much, so yeah. much. Like literally, I had so many thoughts, so many feelings, so many reactions. <laughs> and I mean, like when it comes down to it, isn't that what a writer wants? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now that I said she's very Virginia Woolf, and I'm thinking about it a little more, she's really very Virginia Woolf. I haven't read a single thing by Virginia Woolf. Okay. So I every took, time I agree, I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah. I took an entire sem- semester <laughs> at university on Virginia Woolf, mm-hmm. and it was the course was taught by an editor of Virginia Woolf's books. Wow. Like, I know she died a while ago. But still. But because he, like, grew up reading her books, so he became an editor for her books and has versions where they, like, kind of explain what happened in the chapter or, like, give insight, and he writes, like, the forewords of them. It was a really cool thing. I didn't know that going into the class. I legitimately picked it because I wanted to take, like, a literature class for an elective. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, it was called a Zoom of One's Own, <laughs> and I, that's the whole reason I picked that class. I hadn't, I didn't even look. I was like, okay, Virginia Woolf, that's fucking punny, and I'm taking the class. Anyway, so I read seven Virginia Woolf books mm-hmm. in three months, and like detailed, like annotating and all that ish, right? And Which- she, she does this like st- her. She's a very specific style, which is her stream of consciousness writing, which mm-hmm. is like. There's also no quotations. Everybody's thoughts, like, she'll sometimes have these really long paragraphs just explaining the things that are happening. There's no real, like, rhyme or reason to the writing. It's v- And all of her work is like So it's this. like journaling, kind of. It really is like journaling. And it's interesting because, trigger warning again for suicide, it's interesting because her actual suicide note was not written in this stream of consciousness format. It was, like, just something she used for literature. Isn't that mm. interesting? Whoa, okay. Um... Yeah. Anyways, but so I like I probably know more than enough stuff about Virginia Woolf. But mm-hmm. that's she truly. I think Sally Rooney probably is a Virginia Woolf stan. <laughs> yeah. Um. And because it's legitimately the way that she like Wolf writes. So that's very interesting. Look at us mm-hmm. being literature people. Look at us. <laughs> We're the hardcover hoes. <laughs> <laughs> we be them hoes. We be them hoes, you know. Um, <sighs> yeah. So did you... Okay, so like the premise of this book, right, is like <laughs> this really strange <laughs> friend group dynamic. It's not even a friend group. I don't know it's what the really fuck not. it is. One of the la- like later lines is Bobby mm-hmm. saying like they used us as a resource. Yeah. And I marked that because I was like, to fix their seemed- marriage. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it was like very much that Melissa kind of like leaned into Bobby. Mm-hmm. Bobby, this being this like outspoken, very charismatic, like the extrovert of the friendship duo between like her and Francis. And Francis being this like quieter, more subdued, but like the genius kind of behind it all, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and she like she connects with Nick. Yeah, his name's Nick, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nick. I my I said Nick, and I immediately thought of Nick from New Girl, and I was like, no, that's wrong. <laughs> but no, it's, it was Nick. Okay. Um. But then it's like so Melissa and Bobby kind of have their own relationship going, and then Nick 
and Francis kind of have their thing going like through email. Like also this like IMing and emailing. I'm like, what year is this? Yeah. Supposed to be. I don't know. Like, do they do something different in Ireland or is this like a few like uh, 15 years Bro, ago? I don't know. I don't know. I, I I did laugh though every time. Oh, also, okay, this is interesting. I have a question for you. Is this just like is Francis just a product of trauma? Or is she or... autistic? Yep. Yep. No, my whole time I was like, she's gotta be autistic, right? She's yeah. autistic. Because I feel like I like related to Francis in so many ways. And I'm uh -huh. like, I'm going through my own journey of like, am I autistic? Oh no. You know, it TikTok's felt... telling me I'm autistic. Yeah, no, so... it, it very much felt like when I read Elephor Oliphant, Eleanor yes. Oliphant yes. is completely fine. Exactly. Where the That's whole time I was, I was like, I mean, she's she's trying to say, like, I hope that my face is showing that I should be happy about and, this. Like, practicing emotions like observing other yeah. other people's reactions and emotions in a way where it's like cataloging yeah. okay i'm gonna practice this later or if if i can and like just some of her reactions to things and the things that she said in conversations and she like gets where angry quickly she gets angry quickly but like the way she would react in conversations it was like she would say things but then people would laugh but it would also kind of be like she didn't intend for people to laugh in her reactions yeah. it was like very much just like deadpan kind of like that was just what i thought right and then people were like haha that's so funny and clever and blah 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 and she's like okay whatever i don't know i guess well and her remember that scene where they're she's like flashing back to with being with her dad and mm -hmm. her dad's friends are like she's gonna work for nasa like she's like a savant you know right mm -hmm. and it's like mm, that sounds like kids with autism <laughs> yeah like literally prodigy <laughs> children hmm. yeah hmm, hmm. I was because I felt myself also relating to her in moments where I was like, "Yep, nope, mm -hmm. Look, every <laughs> yeah." Time, every time yeah. she was like, "Okay, so when pick up this like, we're gonna send yeah. each other emails yeah. thing," mm -hmm. um, and she like when they were together in real life or whatever, she would say a couple of times like, "Oh, I knew how to like make this funny in an email yeah. later on." And I was like, oh, my God, I fucking do that. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. I got very. Or how like, she would rehearse an entire argument with Bobby in her head and then not yep. even bring it up because she knew how that was going to go. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. No, I totally feel you. The whole time I was like, she's autistic, right? She has to be. But then it's like you get an insight into her childhood trauma and right. stuff. And it's like, okay, is it supposed to be? Because that's the thing is like that's where the line gets really blurry, especially for like diagnosing women mm -hmm. in like later life autism yeah. and stuff. It's like, is it trauma or is it autism? Yeah, is it trauma response know. or what? And that was the same thing with Eleanor Oliphant is completely exactly. fine. Like, the mm -hmm. whole time you're like, this is the best like autistic representation I've ever mm -hmm. read. And then you look it up and the author's like, oh, she's not autistic. It's a trauma response. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Girly. That is an autistic woman if I've ever seen one. Legitimately. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, so what did you think like about the premise at the beginning of the book? Not like middle or anything like that, but like bobby and francis are exes from school that are now bfs which like mm -hmm. toxic mm -hmm. <laughs> that's something y'all want to get into um and then <laughs> and then like they meet this other couple and bobby is like oh the wife is hot mm -hmm. <laughs> you know and francis is like oh the, the i was like is this hot. is so weird 
I was like, I don't know what kind of fucked up <laughs> you have to be yeah. to be like welcomed into somebody's house, and then both of you are like, I would like to sleep with this host. Like, it was fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, I think I was curious. Um, my life has brought me towards people who practice polyamory, people okay. who, um, I don't know, just like in in general, like myself questioning monogamy and like my own thoughts about marriage for myself mm-hmm. and things and like what I need for myself I don't so like the initial thing I was like okay where the fuck is this gonna go like this is I'm interested I was very interested because it was like okay that like my, I think my dream actually would be <laughs> living on a commune where everyone just kind of has <laughs> sex with each other everyone loves okay. each other we all I, – I don't want to carry children myself, but I would love to contribute okay. to parenting. <laughs> I would love mm-hmm. to, like, to contribute to parenting a child. Like, the whole it takes a village thing, mm-hmm. I am 100% – like, I completely agree in the way that children and, like, raising children are now. It's like, that doesn't make sense for two people to be in charge, especially if they have to work and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And anyways. Yeah. So I, I, it was interesting reading this because it was like, they obviously didn't make these. One thing I have learned about polyamory and stuff is that like communication and maturity is key Mm -hmm. and making those agreements beforehand and like parameters, rules, everything like that is like the key to success. And so it was like the way they kind of jumped into it before they actually discussed what that would be. Like it was like we're gonna enter into like an open marriage after the fact that like both of us have cheated multiple times. Yeah, I I think because like when they started to skate over the idea of polyamory, mm-hmm. it was like because w- it was a an affair until like yeah three fourths of the way in exactly exactly. Um, it was like she cheated on me. I'm cheating on her. Now we're having an affair. Yeah. She, like, the wife doesn't know. So it wasn't, like, I, at that point polyamory. But then it did kind of turn in that well, direction. But it was, like. dinners together and shit. It was. Out. I was, like, <laughs> this is. I, I don't. I, like, I was nervous for everyone, I think, at that point, too. Because, like, it didn't seem to. Like, it was very clear to me that Melissa was jealous. Yeah. Anytime she kind of felt that energy with Nick and Francis, you know? So interesting when they decided to turn it into polyamory, I was kind of like, this isn't going to end well. (laughs) Like (laughs) you started off with this like level of jealousy and like miss like non-communication, you know? Exactly. And it's interesting though, when Melissa kind of what that whole email she sent to Francis and she realized, she goes, like, he's better. Nick is better, and Nick is healing, and Nick is, like, actually doing okay. And it's not because of me, it's because of you. Mm-hmm. And, like, we don't want to leave each other, we want to stay together, all this stuff. But then, like, and then, like, within the next 50 pages or whatever, it's revealed that Nick and Melissa start sleeping together again. Right. And well, Francis- and, and Melissa sent Francis's like, manuscript thing to, to Bobby. Bobby to fuck up her friendship right relationship thing which I think was like one obviously was intentional but yeah the idea was to fuck up something in like, Francis's life the way that yeah the way that yeah. Francis fucked up kind of her marriage right but the On thing is level. it's like when 
like on that it was like it simultaneously fucked it up and healed it in a way because it healed Nick and Nick was very broken and like so it was like a very interesting thing where like I and I think that's like where a lot of modern polyamorous couples and people kind of enter into polyamory is like to heal their primary relationship is to kind of expand on other or like explore other relationships and like Mm -hmm. a lot of like it can end as a dumpster fire for a lot of people like a majority Mm -hmm. of people or it can be kind of like melissa and nick where it kind of helps to heal their relationship too right which is like but it doesn't in the end does it though or do they just like agree to this like polyamorous like i like i have love for melissa i'm always gonna have love for for melissa but i also love you and i also want to explore something with you and continue something with francis or whatever i don't know it is it is a wide open ending i just think it was very clear that like even melissa said like he's happier with now that francis is in his life and he was depressed just being with melissa but then it's like I think you can't claim that he would be happy with just Francis because he was never without Melissa. And so That's you true. don't know that like like I think maybe he would be happy with Melissa and Francis and Melissa would be happy being with Nick and other people as well. Mm-hmm. But it's like and then that just goes and yields to the question like oh well that just means you're not with the right people and there's just like yeah. you just haven't found that one right person where you're happy with mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Cause I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm on the fence. I just thought their whole dynamic and that friendship relationship was like bizarre. bizarre from the beginning. Because also, I didn't like Bobby at all, right? Like, I don't know how you felt about Bobby. I but hated, I hated Bobby her. until yeah, I hated the end. I still hated her. She's I still like, hated she's her, but like, I very liked her a manipulative more. in my. And I mean, like, chat. Yeah, she got the short end of the stick sometimes, but I was very much like, uh, I. Mm. So I'm toxic already, unco- yeah, I'm already, well, toxic friend who is an ex also, mm-hmm. like, yeah, but there's still that gray area where, like, whenever uh, Francis is particularly sad about something, you know, Bobby manipulates the situation to kiss her, which yeah. is, like, oh, that not really good at all, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was just triggering. And um, <laughs> and I I was just feeling like off the bat, like this is a toxic friendship already there. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fa- and also the fact that like Mel- or uh, Bobby started the whole like Melissa's hot, isn't she? Blah blah blah, right? Right. And then um, and then Francis kind of started to feel like oh Nick is attractive. Da 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 da. But then Melissa like had already kissed. Or sorry, well yeah, Melissa and Bobby had already kissed, but Bobby brings it up like to kind of be like, hey, hey," you know, to Francis and Francis after Francis has revealed like that her and Nick have been having an affair, yeah, yeah, and it's just this kind of like one upping kind of relationship that then got brought into this marriage that was also kind of a one upping relationship. Like, and it's because like. Francis literally described that, like, when they were having, it was after Bobby read the story that Francis wrote about her, Mm -hmm. that Melissa sent, right, and they're not really friends anymore, like, Bobby moves out, but then Francis writes an email to Bobby, like, being like, okay, here's what I'm feeling, all this I'm in love with you, yeah. Exactly, but she says, she goes, like, it felt like a game, like, our relationship has always felt like a game, where, and, like, you won when you broke up with me, and I still want 
play essentially yeah and so it's like it, it like their relationship has always been like even Francis was like this feel it like it's always felt like a game but like I think that's also like a really interesting thing connecting back to autism where like just mm-hmm. any type of interaction with other humans kind of feels like a you're keeping tally yeah yeah like you're keeping tally marks like with anything and not necessarily like with winning and stuff but it's just like it's the way your brain catalogs and categorizes things and like interactions yeah mm-hmm. and like that just feels like such an autistic thing I don't know. <laughs> it really does um let's uh let's add break add now. break yeah yeah before shout we move on, autism. sorry. Yeah, shout yeah. no. You know what? Today's episode has been sponsored by <laughs> autism. Um, before we move on to discuss the rest of conversations with friends, let's listen to a quick word about the brand sponsor today's episode. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. All right, let's continue the conversation. Yeah, I just felt like the whole time I was like, Bobby's character is like big no for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think I also just hate like the affair and cheating trope. I know, yeah. Like even if the other person has cheated, like I guess it makes it maybe a little better. I don't know. But not right? really. But like not really. I hate the like going behind their back thing and like i hated francis also and for that mm-hmm. reason you know mm-hmm. because she was complicit with it she knew what was going on mm-hmm. and she was an adult right like making these decisions and she was even like envious of what melissa had like her house like her man mm-hmm. like her whole lifestyle so it was it felt very like calculated mm-hmm in that way mm-hmm. and i hated that and i also hated nick because he's mm-hmm. just genuinely unlikable <laughs> and, and i'm yeah. kind of sad to see joe alwyn play him <laughs> it's interesting like the way melissa and like i think even i mean nobody really liked nick so much and yeah. like just the way melissa described him is so like passive Mm-hmm. and just so like he'll do whatever like he'll marry you out of loyalty but not because he loves you like he's that yeah. type of just he doesn't know what he wants or what he what he needs and he's so I don't know it's just like it was very interesting to kind of see that relationship and then the way also like what resonated with me a little bit was like when Melissa was like I the way I had been seeing him and perceiving him for so many years I, I got to a point where I didn't even think anyone could possibly find him attractive. And then you came along. And that's such a kind of like horrible thing to say about the person oh, you 100%. love. Like, 100%. <laughs> I feel like up. everything they said about each other was really horrible. And then but like then when they had this Nick comes mutual... in with that line. Yeah. But then Nick comes in saying like, we're sleeping together again. I'm like, what? Damn. You, you would talk shit on her. And now you're like, and... oh, we're fine. that's the thing it's like okay but it's interesting because it's like through his relationship with francis he got more respect for himself 
he like mm-hmm. was taking care of himself, cooking, going to the gym, doing whatever, like actually doing phone calls and emails and caring about his job and all this stuff. And like it was through this like new love kind of feeling with mm-hmm. Francis. And through that, Melissa was able to like respect him more and yeah. like actually be attracted to him more. Mm-hmm. And then like I but like at the same time, I would be interested to kind of get more because I can relate to like the female characters, I think, a little better. Mm-hmm. And so like I get where Melissa was coming from with that. Like she's in a marriage with a man who's like kind of very average and um doesn't have much respect for himself or love for himself and just kind yeah. of doesn't know who he is or what he stands like a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. sees potential but like he's just kind of complicit in a lot of things right. and then but like as soon as he kind of got that back it was like oh yeah this is like this is what I've always seen in him and I just wanted him to find it for himself yeah and then Ah, I don't know. It's just like it's very interesting because like I could I could relate to that a little bit. I think and yeah. like I I think I related to each character a little bit, um, in very bad ways. But <laughs> I think that's what Sally Rooney is good at. She's very direct. Like there were some things that Frances's character and in her inner monologue was expressing, and I was like. Wow, oh. yeah, that was a little too close. <laughs> okay. It was I one of the mo- one of the what the fuck um slash also I want to throw this book across the room was like when she kissed him for the first time. And I was like at the party? Yeah, for in his- the house with all those people I- fucked up. Okay. Hi. Also, it was interesting because I felt like it was so out of the blue because we were getting so much inner monologue and so mm-hmm. much like introspection into like what she's thinking and what she's doing yeah. and all of that. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she's kissing him. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, we didn't get any lead up to this. Yeah. I didn't know she wanted to actually kiss him and act on this. Right. And it was like, so it's just like it. And I, I understand that's like. Sally Rooney was going for like the shock factor but it also didn't fit with like the level of introspection we were getting mm-hmm. up until that point point. And, like, yeah. and I was like wait a second I thought we were like getting an insight into her brain yeah and now okay now I don't <laughs> now we're not yeah no legitimately I found that whole I found like every aspect of their relationship very like weird mm-hmm um and like kind of yeah how did you because i kind of how did you feel about the age gap um for both scenarios like so melissa's 37 and um nick is 32 slash 33 yeah that does that one doesn't bug me okay um like i have an age gap in my relationship but Mm -hmm. i think it's it's different when you're in the same decade you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, Born mm-hmm. in the same decade. I think that's fine. I think after that, it kind of gets questionable okay. sometimes. Um, but o- o- I-, I think this mostly only when somebody is like s- like at a an age under 25. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you're more than a decade of an age gap apart, right? And the girl or the guy is under 25 right i feel Mm -hmm. "Mm," about that you know so you felt "Mm," about this yeah just because like and he often was like commenting on 
how young she was and how he pretended to not know that she was 21 and like you know yeah he's like you're like 24 right like he was trying to justify Mm -hmm. his actions and then the way he like kind of treated her like a kid also in a lot of ways he did but like i don't there was also that intellect where he wanted to be submissive to her like Mm -hmm. intellectual power which I, I I totally respect that, but that's also a thing that like guy older guys do yeah. to try to yeah. get younger girls. So that's true. Uh, <laughs> that's true. That is a very good point. That is that is a thing, a very common thing. So I don't know if that's what Sally Rooney was going for. If like she was legitimately because I pitied Francis in a lot of ways, mm, even though okay. she was a willing participant, right, in this affair. I also like, and it's like, oh god, maybe but it's, it's just so coming from experience. Up. But <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's so fucked up. It's like when you have a character like this and you're like you're pitting them and you're relating to them or whatever and it's like okay but like how and you're relating uh, it's just like how much of what they are doing is coming from like trauma and stuff Mm -hmm. and it's like so much of their decision making and all this stuff and it's like okay like I felt so much of this book was literally like I understand why they are doing what they're doing because of trauma and whatever the fuck they're Mm -hmm. going through or whatever but i fucking hate it please go to therapy (laughs) yes like i should have had a tab color like please go to therapy just please go to therapy (laughs) like why are you taking this out and on other people and not true 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 yeah and i think that is kind of the thing about sally rooney's books that i will give her is like in a lot of ways they're very realistic with the hiccups, I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, sure. In a lot of ways, they're realistic in in cases like that where it's kind of like, this is a really real trauma thing that this character is going through. Yeah. And, like, even in conversations with friends with what's-his-name being, like, a complete asshole to Marianne all the time. Like, that's... Connell, yeah. Yeah. And her still being like, I'm in love with him, right? Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, that's mm-hmm. a very... <laughs> that's a very common in real life thing. Um, which is maybe why some of her, which is maybe at the core of why I dislike some of her stuff, you know, it's like boring, like real life is, and the things that happen are a little too real. And it's just painful to read. (laughs) Yeah. Like you're talking trauma porn in other situations. Yeah. This is like, this is like, here, let me have a phone call with my dad where he's like saying how he wants to kill himself basically right now. And then like, that was too much. That shit, that shit hit. To, to and like the going home, going to his house and seeing really yeah. fucked up shit mm-hmm. that uh-huh. Uh-huh. and perhaps like that's a reason that I should consider about why I don't like these books right like it's just some of the stuff is too real for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be happy <laughs> than, than trigger. <laughs> One um, question I have. So I didn't sure. read Normal People, yeah. obviously, like I mentioned. Um, I but read it I watched two years the show. ago. So okay, okay. I watched the show, and in the show, there were a lot of very like sex, like sex scenes mm-hmm. where people mm-hmm. were literally commenting, like, "Oh my god, were they actually having sex in the show?" Like because yeah. I don't know how they act. Like they didn't right. not have sex. Were the books that it as yeah. explicit? Yeah. Um. Because I mean, Conversations like, with Friends wasn't nearly as detailed. Right. So, like, I don't uh, – I didn't watch the show. 
but like at right. its core is like Con- Connell uses mm-hmm. Marianne for sex and mm-hmm. is embarrassed to be seen with her anywhere else. Right. And no one knows that they're dating because if they did, they would think he's weird because she's weird. Like, it, yeah. but so their thing is like, she's very like, she's like the, the sexual object of all of his desires. Right. And so that's why he keeps coming back to her and then he calls that love. Right. It's because he's like, no other girl has ever let me do anything I want to you. And Marianne oh, is very God. submissive and is like, I'll let you do whatever you want to me. <laughs> like, that's about it. That's where they're, that's, that's why I don't like normal people. But, that's fair. um, and I, I so, so, but it, it is like their core relationship is based on the sex that they have. Right. So, cause I know that I heard people say stuff like that about, uh, the show mm-hmm. and i was like the sex was great well and i that's why i thought i was gonna like the book i was like oh <laughs> if it's gonna be like i i thought it was like a real actual nice relationship between two no. people and it is it is in fact not so <laughs> honestly okay the moment i don't know if this happened going off topic spoiler warnings for, for normal, normal people, people. <laughs> but in the show yeah it's they get back together or they're like finally yeah. back together at some point later on and Marianne, they're having sex like they used to, and then Marianne asks Connell to hit her. Yeah, yeah, that happened in the book. That happened in the book. Okay, yeah. that shit fucking destroyed me. I what? What is it with also with Sally Rooney and like liking abuse and sexual relationships? Yes, like the because self-harm? when she was like, oh my god, for, we'll talk about like in detail the self harm in a minute, but like okay. I, I do want to address the, like, how she was like, I want you to hit me. And he's like, why? Like, set, why? Now? Why? And I was <laughs> glad that he was like, why? Right? And she was just like, some girls like that. Like, I, I But it was like, know. after they had had sex. And she was yeah. like, I want you to hit me now. Hit and he's me now. like, what? But, yeah, he's like, isn't this, like, a sexual thing that people have? But, like, and she was why like, would no, you want now. me to hurt yeah. you? And she was like, yes. yes. So I was like, the fuck is going on (laughs) (laughs) um but but you understand like without within the reading right that like she has this masochist Mm -hmm. vibe to her because she has so much trauma that like if something physical can hurt her then it kind of takes away from the mental hurt she has regarding exactly yeah it's on like it's it reminded me a little bit of rin too from yeah. Poppy War yeah. and like the way she takes like it was interesting because Francis also used it to like it was all like like you said kind of to bring her back into her own body her mm-hmm. physical like what's around me right now yeah, I'm it's okay all the reason like, somebody self harms mm-hmm. exactly it's to just it's a like it is ultimately like coping and distraction from yeah. other pain and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was um that like honestly very hard to read about mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah. Um I think any case of self-harm is very difficult to like truly digest. Yeah. But um cuz yeah, she would like she'd scratch herself to the point where she was bleeding. She yeah. like bite the inside of her lip until she mm-hmm. tasted blood mm-hmm. she would like li- like she cut into her arm at one point just to like distract from something that she was going through at that moment right but it was very much like i i wasn't really expecting that um i think and i'm gonna say it again it's like kind of trauma porn in this book 
in my opinion. It is, and I don't bit, like yeah. to use that that term because I'm kind of like, I mean, that's real shit that happens. I've discussed this before. Like, people say trauma porn, but it's kind of like, no, this is like real shit that happens, and that is real shit that happens. I just don't know. Like, I feel like Sally I would have felt. I feel like it would have felt better if it would have been like, oh, she started going to therapy because she realized her fucked up shit was like worth discussing and trying to heal. Yeah. And then at that point, it would be like less trauma porn e. Because like even yeah. in Eleanor Oliphant, it was like she started to get help. Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay. Okay. I can deal with I- this. But like with this stuff, it was like she's still going to keep going through really fucked up like coping mm-hmm. mechanisms because yeah. she hasn't healed anything. Yeah. No, you're you're right. I just thought it was kind of, uh, I mean, it was hard to read for one, but also yeah. it was just kind of like, you know, I wonder from what perspective Sally Rooney has on this. Like, I don't, I don't know her sexual orientation. I don't know her like really anything childhood about trauma. her. Just that she's Irish <laughs> is the only thing I know. Yeah. Um, but like writing, uh, like a lesbian character who kind of, kind of shuns uh like bobby shuns francis in a lot of ways mm-hmm. for being bisexual you know that's right. hurtful yeah um and then also like you know the self-harm aspect and like are you is she writing from a perspective that like obviously i'm not trying to say tell everybody about the fact that you've cut yourself right that's not what mm-hmm. i'm going for here but like are, is she writing from a legitimate perspective of like oh yeah i know about this or is it just like Oh, I know people do this, so I'm going to write that because I know it's going to hurt the reader to read it. Right. Oh, yeah. And and resonate with some people and things like the, that. The write what you know because yeah. you've experienced it versus write you know, what you know. Other people have experienced this and it's going to hit well with, with yeah. uh, you know, your audience. So I, I don't know. I have, I have questions about that aspect of the story because I was like, you know depression suicidal thoughts and also being a person like a queer person and also being like in these weird kind of grooming kind of toxic relationships like you know to write that is is something that's obviously real right but at what point is it um if you're just pulling something out of your ass right like it's not something you have personally seen in your life then it kind of to me feels a little icky Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm you know, like the reason yeah. I'm okay with it ends with us by Colleen Hoover is because Colleen Hoover has literally said like, this is kind of similar to the story that my mom went through right. with my dad and like things like like that's coming like, from I, experience I where you saw that you understand what that pain yeah. is. Yeah, exactly. Versus like if Sally Rooney's just trying to say, oh, I kind of understand self harm. It's kind of like this, right? It's kind of like okay, well, you sh- probably shouldn't maybe be you're, about that. Yeah, maybe if, you're missing the point. <laughs> like, I, but like, I don't know. Maybe a, maybe she yeah. has. And and that's hey I'm I'm, you know I'm not trying to neglect anybody's own personal experience I am just curious about like what does what does this mean to her on that level you know yeah yeah but one thing else I so (laughs) last night I was kind of drunk I finished the book right and I went to my notes app and I was just like putting down some thoughts and things I wanted to talk about I guess yeah oh cool um okay the first thing was can't skip to the dialogue that's what i said first true (laughs) read every word period um and then it was like her behavior wasn't explained all of a sudden she was doing things and i was like what the fuck and that was kind of reference to like they were kissing all of a sudden or they were having sex all of a sudden i was like what um and then i wrote being in love as being sad a painful thing platonic love versus romantic love um Mm -hmm. 
So a lot of the love in Sally Rooney's books, I think, are like very, very painful. Yeah. Like there is like there other rom com like obviously this is not a rom com. Um, but other romantic type books or like any book really where there is a subplot of romance, there's yep. a bit more of a happy ending. Yeah. And she puts like being in love is like kind of devastating in a lot of ways in her books i feel mm-hmm. like yeah and yeah like she just writes love as a very painful thing yeah i i'm actually kind of curious if she's in a relationship um yeah <laughs> um i i think like you know a lot of what people write kind of reflects themselves mm-hmm. even in fiction right so i if if i were to guess Right, and I, without googling anything about Sally Rooney's personal personal life, um, I'd say probably she's been burned a couple times and has an overall negative outlook on love. Yeah, um, which is fine. That's you know, it's every anybody can have their own experiences in life. But I think like the way she writes love is only love under toxic circumstances. Yeah, which is kind of a deterrent for people who. Uh, romanticize romance right i would like to say though i think her characters could very much like all of her characters could benefit from therapy (laughs) actually like (laughs) self-reflection like like honestly though because like that could be so traumatizing to read and be like this is what love is and this is what relationships are like and it's like Mm -hmm. yes for people who don't deal with their shit you know yeah yeah and people who have no level of communication yeah, and it's like deal with your shit, understand like learn to understand yourself and how you react yeah. in situations, how you communicate with others, how you like reflect on your like just learning so much about yourself. Mm-hmm. And it is very helpful to have a professional to do that Absolutely. to help you do that. And it's like honestly so many like fully I had one of the colors in this book like that was very chaotic and unintentional but also intentional was like please go to therapy you know <laughs> right <laughs> like oh my god like this like so many of the the like interactions could be ju- avoided and also like mm-hmm. just not necessarily avoided but like could have just been very like healthier better addressed yeah hel- better yeah. addressed addressed healthier. in a healthier way mm-hmm if one or both parties, like obviously, um, preferably both parties, had like some experience with therapy and like actually taking it seriously and doing some work and stuff, so mm-hmm. yeah, like that was what was really frustrating with me because it's like I'm, I don't know, I'm 23, I've got some shit and I'm trying to work through it <laughs> and I do some really hard work in therapy and I it's fucking painful and exhausting and makes me cry and want to just like block myself in my room and not do anything but it's like I like and then I get done with it and I'm like okay okay I actually feel better I actually understand a little yeah, more about you have myself things to implement as well exactly exactly mm-hmm. it's like you it's hard and like I think the people who go to therapy and like like okay I'm going to therapy so I'm like really really emotionally intelligent like mm-hmm. Mm, mm. are you really doing it though because yeah. therapy sucks 
Also, a lot of times when people think they're emotion, like say out loud that they're emotionally intelligent, has a lot to do with like they understand what they feel, but right. not necessarily the emotions of others. What else do you want to talk about? Let's go to some lines. I think. Hell yeah. I uh, oh, I'm gonna be honest with you. I so I marked things I like, like I usually do. Mm-hmm. But I did not pick a separate color for, like, things I absolutely loved because there wasn't anything in particular that I was, like, I love this more than okay. the others. Yeah. So I just want I... to preface with that. Okay. So, like, I mean, obviously I've talked about my chaotic, I don't really do coloring thing. And so, like, I went mm-hmm. through and I added an additional sticky on top of what I already have and made it longer so that okay. I could be, like, this is what I actually want to bring up. Yeah. Um, oh, so this is what I'm gonna, I wanted to talk about. This is page 119, and um, it was Nick and Francis are talking about, like, Nick's depression a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Francis goes, out loud, I said, Bobby thinks depression is a humane response to the conditions of late capitalism. <laughs> yeah. And I love that because, like, that's something I've also been thinking a lot about, like, the past year is, like, d- because, I don't know, like, there's so many people who just throw like okay Zoloft, Lexapro, blah 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 like Wellbutrin, like you have issues like let's throw mm-hmm. some medications at you which 100% can help like there are people where it's like and like for me I think for a time it really did help and but it's like when you actually take a step back and you're like oh you suffered sexual trauma and your parent was like this when you were a child and you went through this and this and this and you have a very heavy aware like just awareness of climate change and this and this and this and you don't have any hope for the future because of that like yeah no shit you're depressed like that's just like like you don't need medication for that necessarily that's just like very much like that isn't necessarily a, a like an imbalance in your brain of chemicals it's just you are aware and like you have suffered things in your life that have caused this it's like yeah, like there's nothing wrong with you. It's just you are that is a very natural response to what you are observing in your life. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that like like that alleviated some weight on me as well, I think. That's over fair. the last year cuz it was just like, "Oh yeah, no shit, I'm depressed. The world's <laughs> fucked up." <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And so I really like that because it's like, I think that is true. It's like, it's like tied into late stage capitalism, tied into climate change, tied into like the pandemic, all these things. It's like, yeah, life is really hard. No, like, yeah, I'm amazed if you're not a little depressed, you know? <laughs> yeah. So that I was the that. first thing. Um, I, uh, I did enjoy the only thing that Bobby said that I liked, I think in the entire book was on page six. six? Oh, <laughs> yeah. wow. And it was when they're all talking with Melissa and Nick, and uh, Bobby goes, well, I'm gay, said Bobby, and Francis yep. is a communist. <laughs> yep, I tapped that one as well. <laughs> I was like, maybe I'm going to like Bobby, and then it went I'm downhill real quick. Both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, this one hit me Yeah. in the gut. This was 225. Um, this was in the email that Melissa sent to Francis. Okay. I wonder if I marked the same because I have on 25. Probably. Oh, no. Love him, don't you? He tells me yes, the no. colors. <laughs> <and I'm> like, <laughs> Legit, that's exactly where my tab is. So was mine. 
I wonder if we gravitate toward Nick because he gives us a sense of control that was lacking in childhood. Wait, I have a question. Did you yeah. use your, like, that's too relatable kind of tab yes, for that? Me too. I did. <laughs> Ooh, that hurt. Ooh, daddy issues. Yeah. <laughs> this episode has been sponsored by daddy issues. Yeah. Um. Oh, you know what I found infuriating about the book at times? What? Is, like, the white privilege. Um, oh, yeah. That's like, the next thing I passed. Yeah. Like, for example, on page 22, I marked this. Like, I checked what the average yearly income would be if the gross world product were divided evenly among everyone. And according to Wikipedia, it would be $16,000. I saw no reason, political or financial, to ever make more money than that. Like, shut yep. the fuck up, you absolute privileged bitch. Like, that mm-hmm. infuriated me. Anyways. <laughs> so the next thing I wanted to talk about was page yeah. 232. 232. Okay. Uh, they were talking about um, American cops and... Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Melissa said she didn't doubt that we were all a part of the problem, but it was difficult to see how exactly and seemingly impossible to do anything about it without first comprehending that. I said I sometimes felt drawn to disclaiming my ethnicity as if though I was obviously mm-hmm. white, I wasn't really white or white people. No offense, Bobby said, but that's honestly very <laughs> unhelpful. <laughs> Maybe that's the only other thing I said that Bobby said that I liked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. At least she tells it like it is. No, that was like a very interesting thing because it's like, oh yeah, fuck, I'm like, I'm white and I'm very aware of my privilege and I'm like, but like, I want to distance myself from the white people who, like, still fly Confederate flags and, like, still, Mm -hmm. which is, like, oh, I also, like, in a very bad way related to that, too. Like, yeah, I'm white, but, like, I'm not, like, Mm -hmm. that really, really, really bad type of white. I don't know. Right. I don't know. So, like, I, I don't know. That was interesting. And so, I don't know if you saw the trailer or not, but they cast. No, I should have. They casted a black woman as Bobby. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Which I really like because I think that fits very well. I do too. Yeah. And everyone else is white, obviously. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they they chose someone not white for Bobby, which was, I think, very fitting. Because I think I, like, I also pictured her as not white throughout the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if specifically black, but definitely not white. I think the cover... Do you have the yellow one? I do. With the two faces? I just I just disregarded the cover. I think the cover kind of fucked me up because I was like, oh, I know they're white, so I'm picturing I think the one on the left is supposed to be Francis and the one on the right might be Melissa. Oh. With the sun... Like, that just seems like a much more mature oh. person. Maybe. It's not supposed to be Nick, is it? No, it's a... That's a woman. You sure? Yeah. Do we not have the same book? Yeah, no, we do. That's not a man. Hmm. That's a woman. That's Quest- a questionable. A person born female, if I've ever seen one and continued. No, that hairline. Are you kidding? No. What? The sunglasses? The w- yeah. No. The tank top and the, like, lips shape? Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. Maybe he has feminine qualities. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Um, 
I really liked on two ninety nine when uh, Nick accidentally calls Francis while he's at the grocery store. Yeah. And uh, Francis says, Nick, I haven't heard from you in a month. And we're only talking now because you got my name mixed up with your wife's. I don't feel sorry for you. Yep. <laughs> I was like, thank God she learned to fucking speak up. <laughs> mm-hmm. What else did I? I feel like there were a lot of things. Like, I just kept tabbing shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I 304, Nick says to her in the same conversation, Mm -hmm. the idea of forgetting anything about you is kind of horrifying to me. Yeah, that goes hand in hand with on 307. Uh, I don't think I'd be able to leave. I think I would have to stay here just in case you changed your mind about everything. You know, I still have that impulse impulse to be available to you. you. Yeah, yeah, that like those go hand in hand for me. Yeah. And I only marked that, I think, for the pressure of book talk, honestly. The, yep. Ev- yeah. Everyone was talking because about that line. Because I don't like Nick. Like, I don't like their relationship. He's just, like, he's such a, uh, like, I, I feel so bad saying he's a weak person. Like, he just has, like, a, like, he's just not special. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Because he's, like, he does suffer with depression and all these things. And I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah, that's very valid. But, like, uh, like, dude, you had everything handed to you and you still couldn't, like, get it together? I don't know. Right. No, I'm with you. There's a level, too, of, like, Francis does seem interesting. You know what I mean? And Nick's Mm -hmm. character is very boring. Like, he's just an overall not interesting person. Yeah. It's, like, how, like, her and Francis are similar in that they, like, they have their own shit and they're smart and they're, like... They driven. have their own art and driven and they're doing things. And then Nick is just kind of like, do-do-do-do-do. I'm an attractive white boy so I can be in TV shows. I yeah, I act in shitty plays. Exactly. But because I'm attractive, people think I'm good. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, absolutely. He was very, like, not extraordinary to me, you know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it was kind of hard to be like, wow, this is the Ooh. white man y'all are thirsting over. <laughs> Wait a second. I mm. did not – you know what's something I did not see coming – at all mm. her and bobby yes yes uh, me neither i was like where the fuck did that come from i didn't think all this we're toxic... gonna get back together yeah all this you talk all the time about how toxic bobby was and now yeah. you're like but actually i've been in love with her the whole time yeah like, what 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 because every time starts... they kiss too yeah oh, go ahead yeah go ahead. and then she starts up with nick again too and i'm like okay is this just gonna be I don't get it. I think nobody understood in this book what they really wanted or they were too afraid to admit what they really wanted. Yeah. You know and what I mean? it was just like, it was so interesting because the writing itself was like so introspective and you got yeah. so much <laughs> in so many ways and then they would make decisions and you were like, why didn't I get any lead up to this at all? Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have more lines? That's it. Okay. Do you have a song? Because I do. I do not. What's your song? Illicit Affairs. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I'm going to see how many times in a how many episodes in a row I can pick a Taylor Swift song. Okay. But also it was fitting cuz Joe Allen, you know, you know. Yeah, what's up? yeah. You know, it had on. to be Taylor Swift. It had to be Taylor Swift. Also like there was definitely a line in the book that was like fuck the patriarchy and I was kind of like hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I know that's a saying, right? But yep. I, like I'm not I, I won't be naive about that, but I was kind of like I see where Taylor Swift gets her inspiration. She's definitely a Sally Rooney fan. Definitely. Oh, 100%. I put that on her white girl scale list of books <laughs> she's read. 
She is, unfortunately. She keeps her annotated copy of conversations with friends and normal people on, like, her bedside table, 100%. Yep. Yep. I love Blondie, but... Um, Okay, so how about we rate? Okay. You want to go first? I'm going to go for 3.5. Okay, your reasoning? I think I enjoyed this book. Um... mm, Oh, I'm like between a 3.5 and a 4 right now because I did, like, I did not want to put it down, but there's like, and like, so much of my issues with it, I feel like, was that intentional on Sally Rooney's part? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And at that, like, if it is was intentional, I feel like I should give credit where credit's due and be like, okay, yeah, then I respect it. So I don't know. Um, I, let's go 3.75 then. Let's make math complicated wow. for us. I'll okay. do 3.75. Um, mine's a one. <laughs> I want to put it on the record right now that I would absolutely never in my life have finished this book if it were not like we were recording a podcast. Oh my God. Okay. I, there was nothing about this book that I liked. Okay. Okay. Um, and like, <laughs> I, I kind of knew I like I tried to be positive. I really I want to preface that like I was really committed to being like maybe I just hated normal people and maybe it's I just didn't me. get it. Like I was kind of like, you know, I read it two years ago. Maybe I just didn't get it. And maybe I, you know, was too in my own head about it to enjoy it. So I was mm-hmm. like, I'm really going to be open with conversations with friends and like try to like it. I hate the cheating thing. I hate the like affair especially thing. Like I hate mm-hmm. I hated all of the characters. Like, Frances had her moments where I was like, okay, I relate to that, but I still hated her. Like, it yeah. wasn't, it didn't change my opinion of her. I hated Nick. I hated that they ended up kind of together in the end. I like, mm-hmm. I, it was just overall despicable. I hated how white it was. I hated, yeah. <laughs> um, I hated like all of these girls, fat, like, thirsting over Nick, who's the basic white boy of the century, right? Yeah. It was just wholly unlikable for, I think, a, a billion <laughs> reasons. Reason, and I yeah. would never pick this back up again. And this, I don't usually feel this way about books. Like, I'll usually at least give something a three. I truly was like, I just want to be done <laughs> with this book yeah. so we can talk about it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and I... Think- I Oh, go ahead. I was. I think I related to the. Um, no, we don't. Need I to definitely. On the podcast. No, I re- Yeah, it's okay. I, <laughs> I related to like some of Francis's like you know daddy issues and things. Like okay, sure. Um, I, I I was there with that, and but I think a couple of the other things just hit a little too close to home. And again, I kind of felt to to some degree that this was kind of trauma porn, a little bit. I think she didn't need to go into how much. Francis was cutting herself and how and like I, I think that was too much mm-hmm. I understand wanting to get an emotion evoked out of the reader you know um, I think just mentioning self-harm is enough to do that right I don't yeah. think I need to hear exactly all of the ways that she the... was cutting into her skin you know that is yeah. just not I don't think that's a productive means of like expressing your ideas I think that's like lazy and going for a shock factor that's very fair I and so I just that. didn't like it uh, yep. And also, I was pulling from my hatred of normal people for sure. 
mm-hmm. towards the end. And I was just like, I can't believe I spent five hours reading this. <laughs> I'm never getting that time back. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, never going uh, to. I'm going to make you do the math. <laughs> I pulled open my calculator. Hell yeah. Plus one. We love to see it. Divided by two. 2.375 is the final That's score. the lowest rating we've ever I think given. we've had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. How do we feel about our lowest rating? I'm glad, like, frankly, I am glad I read it. I'm excited to watch the show mm-hmm. because I just want to compare the book to the show and also Joe, Joe Alwyn. Um, yeah. I bet they're going to make Nick's character more interesting. That's my bet I will play. Oh, now. 100%. 100%. Like, if only because he is actually Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Yeah. Well, and they and they know it's fucking boring if it's just a show about women fighting over a man who's yeah. boring. Mm-hmm. They are gonna have to make him interesting so we understand why they're fighting over him. <laughs> yeah, I'm and glad like, they're making Bobby a person of color. Yes, I agree. So I'm there for that. Like, I will watch just, the show. Like, she reads as a person of color. Like, yeah, no, she does. Know? She does. I'm I'm interested in the show. I'll mm-hmm. do my homework and also watch normal people. It that shit just destroyed me. I, I, I and I think I probably wouldn't have appreciated it as much if I had if read, read the it. book. Yeah. I agree. I think I, agree. I would have been turned off by the show if I had read the book. Like because probably. I one hundred percent trust your judgment on that. But like, I just remember finishing it and being like like I know I haven't read a lot of books in a while. This is like at the beginning of book talk, right? Right. I was like, I know I'm like not like an academic reader really 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 anymore you know mm-hmm. ap lit and lang but i do feel like this i love stupid. that you reference academic writer back to the, the actual classes you took in high school and not the ones you <laughs> took in college <laughs> well one of my writing professors at my university turned out to be a pedophile who was like asking out all of the uh 19 year old girls when he was like pushing 50 Stop. He okay. would lead his classes with uh, trigger warning pedophilia. Um, he would lead his classes with like reading from his book of poetry that was published, and then like giving us sob stories about his family. And then he, if like no. one, like all the girls skedaddled out of that class so fast when it was over, and it was like three hour lecture. And uh, if there was like a straggler left behind, he'd be like packing up his things slowly and be like. Do you need somebody to walk you back to the dorms? No. Are you dorming? Like, <laughs> no. Anyways, so uh... <laughs> on that note, <laughs> don't trust men. Don't trust men. And I think that's where we're going to leave it for this yes. episode. Before we part, we'd just like to thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to leave a review on whichever platform you're listening on, if applicable. If you have any further questions regarding topics, discussed throughout the episode feel free to join our hardcover hose discord server via the link in the show notes or send us an email at hardcoverhosepod at gmail.com feel free to recommend books to cover in future episodes as well as always i am sam dixon i'm sammy scorstad and this has been an episode of hardcover hose if you enjoyed this listening experience and you'd like to follow along with us next time i don't know why i can never say along there Um, the next book on our to-be-read list is The Inheritance of Orquidea Divina by Soraida Cordova. Until we meet again, enjoy your reading.